Ashley Brock reading Diana Palmer's book, A Man of Means, Chapter 9. You're making a habit of this lately, Ray murmured as he carried Meredith up the stairs to the garage apartment. I never figured you for a fainter, Meredith, he added dryly. He was still bareheaded, but he wasn't grim now. He was smiling. Of course I fainted. I picked up a poisonous snake, she gasped, still in shock. Whoa. Whoa, you've got guts, woman, I'll give you that, he said with a slow smile, shifting her a little closer. Picked up a poisonous snake with a stick and carried it all the way to the barn, and it didn't bite you. Now I've heard everything. It did hiss a little, she called her. It had eaten three eggs, he murmured. Probably was too busy digesting to care where it went at the time. Lucky for you. <laughs> She laid her cheek against his broad, strong shoulder and held on tight. She had a sudden thought. It didn't bite you? She asked me. I didn't get the chance. Didn't you hear the shot? I got it as it was crawling down from the corn bed onto the floor. He chuckled. If I hadn't gotten it, though, Bandit would have. King snakes are natural enemies of any poisonous snake. They eat them. I hate to kill even a copperhead, but we can't have poisonous snakes around the livestock or the men. Or especially, he had her with a warm glance at her. In the hen house, at the very least, by everyone can put a man in the hospital. She shivered in her arms, sat around her thing. I was so proud of myself. She remembered I had no idea I was talking, taking my life in my hands. I didn't look, didn't look exactly like the other snake, but the patterns were sort of similar. I know. I know about snake bites because I've helped treat them, but I don't know one snake from another unless I see pictures of them, she added defensively. You'll learn. He kissed her forehead with breathless nerves. My brave girl, he whispered. You'll never know how scared I was when we came running to tell me what you were doing. It made soft little ripples of pleasure run through her body when he said that. He's being protective about her. She closed her eyes and drank in the warm nearness of him. The easy strength of his arms as he carried her. She felt safe as she never felt in her whole life. It was nice to lean on somebody strong just for a little while. He felt the vulnerability. He told himself that he wouldn't take advantage of it. But who was he kidding? She was soft and cuddling like, cuddling like this. It was almost an involuntary action when his mouth slowly moved over hers. As he reached the door, the pressure was light comforting. She sighed under the warmth and delighted of it, and her lips parted just the least little bit. His whole body contracted with desire at the faint response, looked down into her half-closed misty eyes with growing hunger. The look was as new as the tenderness. She couldn't tear her eyes away from the dark hunger in his. She forgot the snake, the scare, the people outside in the yard, Everything he went back to her, and she met his mouth hungrily with her own, her arms clinging fiercely to his shoulders. He groaned aloud. It was too soon, but he didn't care. He managed to open the door and close it behind them, making a beeline for the neatly made-up bed. He barely took time to put her down on the coverlet before his body slid against her, against and over her own, his arms under her, taking his weight while his mouth made new, insistent demands on her innocence. He lifted his head a torturous few seconds later, and his eyes blazed into her own. One lean hand slid deliberately under him of her tank top. At the same time, one long, powerful leg eased between both of hers, and his hard mouth began to tease around the corners of hers. Danger will do it every time, he murmured deeply.
Let's do that. She asked, burning with new longings as his hand began to move up her ribcage toward the lacy little bra she was wearing under the this his mouth opened on hers became quickly insistent while he kissed her his fingers found a catch on her bra and flicked it open she jumped when she felt his hand on her flesh that had never known a man's touch before lifted his head and looked in her eyes i know it's new territory he said gently his fingers struck the delicate warm flesh as lightly as we try to think of it as a rite of passage she felt strange new sensation there was a tightening a swelling in her breast as he touched them. She looked at him voluntarily, and her eyes mirrored her surprise. Innocence is a rare, rare thing these days. He said it, I respect it. You better think your lucky stars that I do. He added as his mouth bit hungrily at hers. Because with an experienced woman, I'd like the door, and I wouldn't hesitate a minute. She felt the words like the caress of his hands on her body. She moaned huskily under the demanding crush of his mouth. She felt his tongue tracing her lips, teasing under them, darting and touching and withdrawing. She felt his teeth, too, and a sensual caress that only intensified the new sensation he was teaching her to feel. She felt her back arch again as he traced around the curves of her breast without ever touching the hard, taut nipple. She wanted him to touch it. Everybody arched to have him touch it. She didn't understand why it should be such a violent, achy need. You're left in a soft, sexy way. You know. This is what you want. He got the nibble between his thumb and forefinger, and she lifted off the bed with a sharp cry. Heat spread over her, through her. Her short nails dug into his back fiercely, and she, she gasped with pleasure. Baby, he groaned roughly, roused by her unexpected outdurant response. Baby... He turned me on so hard. The top was suddenly around her collarbone in his mouth. His mouth was right on her nipple, suckling her while his tongue tasted the hardness with a subtle caress that made her shiver. Her hands caught in the thick strands of his dark hair and held him to her body while he explored it with his mouth. She never imagined that she was capable of such passion so unexpectedly swift. He could do anything to her, and she didn't have the willpower to stop him. Even a simple no was beyond her now. She wanted more. She wanted his eyes on her, his hands on her. She wanted his body closer, as if he knew that. Both lean hands smothered up from her waist and onto her soft breasts. His fingers were rough from hard work, but their touch was pure heaven. She caressed his nap moving rhythmically with a slow brush of his fingers, lost in pleasure, lifted his head to look at what he'd uncovered. She was beautiful, not too big or too small. She was just right. He loved the way her body moved when he touched it. He loved knowing how innocent she was. He'd never been with an innocent. Making to love to one was a whole new experience, a level of pleasure he'd never tasted. Her soft little moans excited him as much as those enthusiastic fingers caressing his back. She felt his eyes and she opened hers, looking up at him. Am I doing it right? She whispered restlessly. His body taunted even more. Yes, he was just right. He bent his mouth gently over hers with a soft, cherished seemed pressure pressure felt it open under his felt her arms pulling at him wasn't a good idea to let this go any further than it already had while he was thinking it he was moving slowly between her long legs until his body rested in the fork of hers he's down against her letting her feel the slow barraging of his body against her belly she caught her breath yeah 
He heard it and lifted his head. His eyes were smoldering with desire. His body was rigid with it. He was getting little surges of instant pleasure that ran the length of his spine. Her hips moved as if they were responding helplessly to the touch of him. She was making him make like hell. His hand moved her hip and bent into the soft flesh, still in the faint motion of her hips. Instantly, while he rested on the elbow of the murders, he said, Oh, that will get you seduced. Right now. She felt hot all over. Her mind seemed barely under her control. She searched his dark eyes with wonder. Her hands were against his shirt, right on the buttons. She held him against the lower part of her body. And it felt right. It felt wonderful. She wanted to honor him and tempt him in intimacy. His hands contracted and he gave her a wise, challenging stare. She read the look on don't do it, he said. I'm years ahead of you in experience, but I can still lose my head. You don't want me to do that. Not really. She pulled out a, she pulled out a stabilizing breath. Her right was still whacking around all the walls of her chest as if she'd been running right. Are you sure? I don't want you to do that. I mean, if you get pregnant, I'll marry you, she said recklessly with death pain. Bad humor. Honest? He looked at her. She couldn't. He couldn't believe his ears. The passion drained out of him, replaced by howling amusement. He started, damn you, that wasn't fair. He kicked, but I like that. You're laughing in here. I've made you a solemn promise. He persisted. Eyes were, no. He rode away from her. Sat up on the edge of the bed to run a lean hand through his disheveled hair. He laid down. Now you've got fingerprints and lipstick and perfume all over me. The men will laugh themselves sick if I go to work smelling like a flower garden. She took down her top and gave him an infrequent. We could rush into my bathroom and shower it off together, she offered wickedly. He laughed again. He'd never laughed as much in his life as he did with her. Was this the way she'd been before the tragedies of the past year had mar marred her life? She said she didn't date much, but how in the world could men ignore a sweet, pretty little woman like that? I can't believe you spend your weekends watching television with your father, he murmured. I don't. I work. He frowned. On the weekends? She sat up, reaching under her blouse to refasten the brawl he'd unsnapped. She wondered why she didn't feel embarrassed. Seven days a week for the past six months, she said honestly. Believe that. Before that, six days a week and I had to rest on Sunday. I usually work a ten-hour day, sometimes longer if we have an emergency. He didn't like that. You don't have any freedom, do you? She shook her head. I've been dedicated to the job since I got out of college. <laughs> a no man, he murmured with a spectacular glance. She grimaced. Well, there was one I liked very much. We went out together for four months, and I was very nearly in love with him, but he never touched me. I thought he was building up to it or something, she said. Then I saw him with another man. She shook. He thought of me as a friend. I thought of him as a boyfriend. I sort of lost confidence in myself after that. <laughs> It happens in the modern world, he replied quietly. Before that, I had crushes on boys who never noticed me, except to ask me to help them with math or chemistry. Caesar said, of course, I didn't exactly look like this until last year. How did you look? He asked curiously. She got off the bed, went to get her purse, and took out a plastic insert. She pulled a photo from behind a credit card and handed it to him. His eyes were good at it. Good heavens. <laughs> she was. I was 60 pounds overweight, and I couldn't lose it at all. I guess I tried every diet, no to man, and I took nutrition classes and learned how to get it off the sensible way. That's why I know so much about low-fat cooking. 
He looked from the photo to her. Basma, you were pretty before, too. He said slowly, you know, Meredith, it's not the outside that attracts people. It's what you are, how you treat other people that makes friends of them. You risked your life to save my brother, and you stayed with him until his family came. I wasn't very flattering to you when we first met, but I've had a lot of time to think about what you did. You're good people. Really good people. She flushed the clear throat. Thanks. She gave him a mischievous look. So, would you like to get married Friday? Or is Monday better for you? She added with a grin. He joked, sorry. I have to wash my dogs. <laughs> she said, reject it again. <laughs> He pursed his lips and his eyes around over so he could lie back down and we could discuss it again. Absolutely not. I only have so much willpower. You shouldn't throw yourself at women that way unless you're asking to be seduced. It's unfair. <laughs> you're not bad yourself, kid. He murmured with a warm smile. You know, I've got to go back to work. Come here. She went to him. Change your mind? She asked, I can get a ring today. He put a finger over my <laughs> How do I smell? Is that all you wanted? She's like, good lord, got me all the way over here to smell you? He bit a kiss her hungrily, pulling her so close that she could feel him against every cell of her body. Before she could cling, he put her away. How do I smell? He persisted. She sniffed him. She sniffed him. It smelled like aftershave. He bent sniffed her around. You're not wearing perfume, are you? She shook her head. I'm allergic to most strong fragrances. You smell like flowers. She smiled. Herbal shampoo? Flowers don't bother me. Well, real ones do sometimes, but not flowery scents. I can use scented shampoo and zoomware. One or two clones, but no perfumes. They're too strong. At least I don't smell womanly, he said with mock relief. I'd never live that down. She cocked her head and stared up at him. There goes the shower, she sighed. He's after Now cuts it out. His fingers trace the fading bruise on her cheek. And jaw in his eyes now. He'll never touch you again, I swear he won't. He said in a low, dangerous tone. Her heart lifted that look on his face. Oh, my. Are we getting possessive? She teased. He didn't smile. Careful. He told her, I'm not teasing. Her eyes widened with something like wonder. Hasn't anyone ever stood up for you? He asked curiously. Just my brother, but he never had to protect me from daddy. I know it looks really bad, but my father was the most gentle man on earth till he lost mama and Mike. He goes crazy when he drinks, and he never remembers what he did. Her eyes fell to his chest. She toyed with his shirt buttons, wondering absently how filled with smoother fingers over his bare chest. I miss my brother terribly. She added simply. I'm sure you do. And your mother? She grimaced. She and I weren't really very close. She confessed. She searched his eyes. You see, what Daddy yelled about her that night here at the house was pretty much true. She was a very attractive woman, and she had lovers. She went, I hated knowing that. Can't imagine what it did to Daddy. She even bragged about them. She doesn't sound like much of a wife, he murmured. She didn't act like one either. She didn't love to spend money, though. That's why she picked rich lovers. Her face clouded. I was so ashamed of her. I guess she saw herself as a modern woman. I'm not. There's a big difference between sleeping with someone you truly love and jumping into bed with anyone who has some money. He nodded and touched her saucer. She soured you on men, hasn't she? Sort of. So you came along at least, she admitted, without looking at him. She stared at her bud. Bad temper and all. You've got some wonderful qualities, he gave her a word. I'll have to tell my brothers. They didn't know. 
But she chuckled. Thanks for letting me come here to heal anyway. Fought on easy. That sounds like a goodbye, but here it is. She sighed, her fingers sealed on his button. I can't stay much longer, she said to him, even though I'd like to. My boss is short-handed as it is, and the woman filling in for me doesn't like leaving her kids in daycare. She retired when she had the second one. Retired? Yes. She said keeping two kids in a daycare ate up her whole paycheck. She lifted her eyes to Since her husband got a raise, it was actually cheaper for her to stay home with the kids than it was to work. She loves it. There's a strange look on his face. He rubbed his fingertips over her short fingernails. Would you want to stay home with your kids? She stared up at him, transferred. Yes, I would. Those first few years are so important. If I can find any way to do it, I would. Even if I have to sacrifice some little luxuries. That would be tricky. You're a highly trained professional. One of my friends was highly trained doctor. She replied, she gave up her job and stayed at home with her little boy until he was in kindergarten. Even then, she arranged her schedule so that she'd be there when he got home in the afternoon. He was frowning. Fingers were still smoothing over hers. He wanted to ask if she thought she could get used to ranch life and snakes. He was afraid to say it. The act of commitment was still very new to him. He couldn't rush her. He sighed. Trouble. What does your father do, by the way? Yeah, suddenly. Oh, he teaches in the veterinarian department of his college in Houston. His hands to him. He's a veterinarian. He has a doctorate in veterinary medicine, yes. Why? Wills were turning in his head, staring at him. Will he have a job to go back to after the trouble he's had with the law? You're very perceptive, she said after a minute. Actually, no. He won't. The college phoned before his last bender and told him not to come back. Can't blame them either. She had a sound like, what would it do to the college image to have an alcoholic on staff with a dangerous temper? Not much, he had to admit. Did he drink before the shooting? Never. Not even a beer, she replied. But he set records in the past six months. I couldn't get him near a treatment center. At least he's in one now. Not only edit, but improving by the day, Ray said on him. He'd like you to come see him. I can run you up there Sunday if you'd like to go. That was surprising. You'd spoken to him? <laughs> yes. He nodded. Add Leo phone Coulter. He has contacts who help arrange it. He turned to the breath. Your father seems pretty rational right now, of course. He isn't drinking either. Is that? I meant exactly what I said. He'll never touch you again in anger. When he's sober, he never would. I can't believe he really wants to see me, she asked hotly. He brushed his hand against her. He loves you. I'm sure you love him, too. You don't throw people away because they make a mistake, even a bad one. You get help from them. I tried. Sure you did, but it's better this way. When he comes home, we'll decide where to go from there. For now, I'll drive you to Houston on Sunday to see him. Wanna go? Oh, yes, she said, her expression was soft, wondering. You did that for me? You don't want anything you want, kiddo. He murmured. It's the least I can do for the only woman who's ever proposed to me. She pursed her lips and gave it a minute. Like, we could lie down and talk about it. No, we couldn't. He told her firmly and chuckled as he removed her hands from her. I have to get back to work. I was in the middle of a meeting when you did your snake charmer routine. I left 12 employees sitting in the boardroom with glasses of water and no ashtrays. At least six of them smoke, despite all the regulations. I expect they're attached. They attacked the other six with chairs by now, or vice versa. I've got to get back quick. 
I'd love to go Sunday. She said, fine, I'll run you up there Sunday afternoon. We can go to church first. Right, Rosalind. I'm Methodist. He goes, so are we. This is date. He opened the door. Before he went out, he glanced back over. Let's stay out of the hen house for the rest of the day, will you? <laughs> Anything for my prospective fiance, she said with a theoretical gesture from his arm. Shook his head, walked out, still chuckling. Later, she wondered what he meant about making decisions when her father got out of rehab. She didn't dare think too hard about it, but it sounded very much as if he wanted to go on looking out for her. She was a modern woman. She could look out for herself, but it was kind of nice to have a man act protective and possessive, especially one like Ray, who didn't seem the sort to do it habitatually. She remembered the hunger in his lean body when he held her, when he kissed her. She remembered the strange tenderness he reserved for her. It was an adventure, just being around him. They've known, they've known each other such a short time, really, but she felt as if she'd known him all her life. The thought of going back to Houston without him was suddenly frightening. She did the routine things until Sunday, except that when she gathered eggs, she was overly cautious about going into the hen house. She learned from Ray that snakes often travel in pairs, so she was careful to look before she stepped anywhere that the ground was covered. She became something of a legend among the hard ranch hands already. They removed their hats when she walked by, and they spoke through her in respective tones. It's really strange, she remarked at the dinner table on Saturday evening, glancing from the array. The men seem sort of in awe of me. Ray chuckled and expanded amusedly. Look with his brother. They are. None of them has ever picked up a copperhead on a stick. It let me, she reminded him. That's the awesome thing, Leo remarked. You see, Meredith, copperheads have a nasty reputation for attacking without provocation. It's kind of mystic, what you did. He burst his lip and gave her a teasing glance over his butter biscuit. And snake, any snake charmers in your family? No, but Mike had a pet boa for a while until it ate one of the neighbor's rabbits. She said, "Yuck!" They said it's ever. It was an accident, Meredith insisted. It escaped out the window and was gone for three weeks. We figured it was starving because it hadn't been fed in so long. Besides that, she added, the rabbit was vicious. Takes everybody who opened the cage. Why did the neighbor keep rabbits? He sold them for meats to a specialties grocery store. Ray chuckled. Maybe the boa was a reincarnated taste tester. He immediately made face. I wouldn't eat a rabbit if I was starving. On the other hand, snake's not so bad. Remember when we were in Arizona on that hunting trip, camping out, and our guy caught the big juicy rattler? Sure do, Ray added on it. Tasted just like chicken. Obviously, that was a private joke because the brothers looked at each other and burst out laughing. What became of the boa? Leah asked him. Mike had just sold it to a breeder, she recalled sadly. He was engaged to the sweetest caddis girl I ever knew. Devastated her when he was killed. They had to sedate her for two days, and she couldn't even go to the funeral. She shook her head. I felt as sorry for her as I did for Dad and me. What happened to her? Leo asked. She finished her copy. She became a missionary and went to South Africa, or South America, with a group of group of them she went she had the worst luck it was the plane that was missing for for drug smugglers and shot down i think she was one of the survivors but she didn't come back to america with the others poor kid ray said coulter was upset over the shooting for a long time too lyrical just between you and me he was sweet on mike's girl but too much a gentleman to do anything about it he thought the sun rose and settled mike I never knew, Meredith said softly. 
Neither did Mike or the girl. Leo <laughs> Adam was one. Coulter's a clam. He never talks. <laughs> Is he still with the Texas Rangers? Where did they ask? Leo Nonick got promoted to lieutenant just recently. He's good at his job. She pushed back from the chair. If you two are through, I'll just wash up. Ray's gonna drive me up to see my dad tomorrow. <laughs> what a sweet guy. Leo exclaimed with wide-eyed. Look at his brother. He's being nice to me because I'm the only woman who ever proposed to him. Meredith volunteered with a wicked grin. He feels guilty because he turned me down. <laughs> Good. I'll marry you, Meredith. Leo volunteered at once. You just named the time and place. I'll buy a nice... Shut the hell up. Ray said cordially and his brother with his Stetson. Leo protected his own Meredith. He's picking on me. He wailed. Do you want biscuits for breakfast? She asked Ray. He stopped flogging his brother. All right, but only for biscuits. Ray said he got up and deliberately bent and kissed Meredith right in front of Leo. Don't stay up too late. Leo and I have to check the livestock in the barn. Okay, wear a jacket. She said, smiling up at him. He bent brushed his mouth against hers one more time. It's not cold. It is. Wear a jacket, she insisted. He sighed and made a face. But he picked up his lightweight denim jacket from the hat stand by the back door as he went out. Leo followed him, but with a new expression on his face. He'd seen something he hadn't expected during that teasing exchange. He wondered if Ray realized that he was in love with that sweet little biscuit-making woman, and unless he missed his guess, it was mutual. End of chapter 9.